Space. I am Kim Crawl. I almost forgot my name. That's really weird. Uh, I'm Kim Crawl. I am reporting to you, not live from outside of my closet. Hi, everyone. Hi. Uh, I am tired. I think I say that every week. Is that remember the meme I told you about a couple of weeks ago? I think I think it's it might be one of the funniest things I've ever read in my life. I mean, it is one of the funniest things. It might be the funniest thing. Um, no, there's a cat dog diary I, w- I read like 20 years ago, and it's it's all around the internet now. But it was like 20 years ago, the internet wasn't the way it is now, and I read it, and I think I I think I cried. It was so funny. Um, but the the tweet that said one thing I didn't expect about adulthood is just or is how comfortable you get with just crying. Um, I like like the the wording of it is perfect because it's like how comfortable you get with just crying because like that it like sometimes you just cry and you're like. I don't know. I I broke up with this guy years ago and I was so sad. And just everywhere I went, I was just like, I was just accepting that I just cry now. Like everything makes me cry. Like I just, my, my friends started getting used to it. Like I would be like, this reminds me of, um, I just love it. I think it's really funny. So I, I had my first, so I, I started working at this new spot. Right. And I love it. I fucking love it, dude. Uh, it's ran by all women and it's just like the most supportive, like the woman who runs it is just like, like my boss is just like, Hey, you know, in the orientation, they had to go through all this stuff, you know, like all the, like if you call out or this or that, and then there's a new law in California, I believe it's just in Canada. I don't think it's, and I'm misquoting it completely. So please don't quote me on it, but it's, it's, if you're assaulted, uh, if you're assaulted, you're a, uh, you're able to call out of work without questions asked. Like you can just be like, I was assaulted and they had that, like there's no firing, um, that can be done. But this woman was like, you know, so if, you know, you're assaulted and she goes, look, we're all women here. So you don't have to tell us, but know that like there will be so much support and love if something happens. It was just so, and they like, I don't know, every, at the end of the night, like they're like, you did such a good job. <laughs> like they're just really, they're just lovely. And it's funny. So a couple of weeks ago I was working this festival and I know, God, I, I really, I'm really not trying to sound like a fucking man hater. I'm not, I'm not at all. I just, I've just been uh, just the older I get, the more every day some new stuff happens, you know? I mean, yeah, like I said, I was groped at a party a couple weeks ago and everybody, like most of the dudes in the room were like, well, boys will be boys. What? No, you don't get to whatever. Right. So I'm not trying to, but I was, I, I was working this festival and the manager was a woman, the head bar back was a woman. And then the woman who was like the director of the whole thing, like that was in charge of the whole thing was a woman. And I went to, I was talking to the woman bar back who was like the head bar back. And I was like, I love this. It's, you know, it's all, it's like all, it's all ran by women. You guys are all like fucking crushing this. Right. And she goes, yeah, but like, don't tell the men. We like to make them think they're in charge. And I was like, no, <laughs> and she, she like, I yelled no. And she looked at me, I was like, that's why we're in the predicament we're in now. Because for years we didn't want to upset their egos that we were, I mean, for sure there was a bunch of other circumstances involved, like patriarchy and blah, blah, blah. But like for a long time we were like, well, we just want to make it. And so it's their idea. And that's why we have all these idiots walking around being like, well, I used to be really smart. No, I don't understand. You know, like it's uh, what is, have you seen the happy place? Uh, when they, when they're trying like the, yeah, the happy place, the good place, um, with Kristen Bell, the last season, there's a guy that's like the stereotypical, like white straight male who's just been mediocre his whole life, but is no one has ever told him. And so he's like confused why he's not the best now. And that's like that produced that guy. And it was so funny. Cause I said that I was like, that's why we're in the predicament we're in now. Right. Like right now is cause for a long time we've been like, just make them think it's their idea. And th- I blew this woman's mind. She like paused and like stared off for a minute. And she goes, oh my God, you're right. I was like, yeah, yes. So I I, I had my first like, 
eventful night at my my new spot. Um, uh, what I love, and I've shared about this a bunch of times, or I've talked about this a bunch of times, I love working these, like, events and festivals and, like, EDM like raves right like I just love it because it's like my generation and if you're my generation our generation we used to go to like raves but they were like in abandoned buildings in the middle of nowhere and like you just kids just die to drugs right and I know kids are just dying of drugs now but like if you go to these festivals there's like there's there's medics and we're trained to like know when to call a medic and and I feel like our generation was like I feel like we can not only monetize this but we also can make it safer. So now there's $20 Bud Lights, but there's a medic standing by if you accidentally take too much of something and they can help figure out how to bring you down or whatever, right? And so I've been working these festivals and events for a couple of years now, and I've never had to call a medic. And the other night I had to call a medic and I was really nervous. Um, well, the walkie-talkie makes me nervous. And I don't, it was funny, one of, one of my managers, she was like, uh, you know, I was at a bar by myself a couple weeks ago and she was like, so here's the walkie talkie. And I was like, oh, all right. I'll, I'll, I, I should be fine. And she's like, what? And I was like, I is fine. I'm fine. And she's like, she's like, you've like, I've watched you handle full bars. Like you, you, you got, you got this. And I was like, oh no, I'm not afraid of being alone here. I'm not afraid of that. I just, I don't. I get nervous talking over walkie talkies <laughs> and she's like, what? And I was like, and it's funny if you knew me outside of this and everything I do in my life, this would be really weird to you. Cause I'm not, most things don't make me nervous, but for some reason, like anonymously talking into a walkie talkie and just like not knowing who's going to like, I don't know why it gives me, I also kind of get nervous when I ask Siri questions too. Like I did, I was with my buddy, uh, Ali a couple, like, uh, like when, like, I don't know, a couple years ago. And he was like, just ask Siri. And so I was like, I don't want to say it cause my phone's going to be like, boop, boop. Um, but then I like paused and I started giggling and then I like turned bright red and he was like, what are you doing? I was like, I get nervous. I don't know why I get nervous when I talk to her. I think I just get nervous when I talk to the robots, maybe. I don't know. Um, but so I this like I was watching this guy and let me ask you if I'm an asshole. Sometimes I'm an asshole. Um, I was watching this guy try to prop up this woman um, like she was like, like not being able to stand. Right. And. And then she came and laid right in front of my bar. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to have to call it. Like laid down like past, past like she she did some drugs. And I was like, and not like fun lay down. Like I, I need to call someone. And so he picks her up and he, he like leans her up against the bar. And it's so funny. I... I didn't feel bad. Like I, like I, I had such a different emotion towards him. He wasn't creepy. Like there was nothing creepy about him. Like it wasn't like he was trying to take advantage. I just thought he was like some random good Samaritan trying to help this girl. And it turned out it was his, her boyfriend. And I felt bad for him when I, when I was like, Oh, cause this is probably, they spent money on these tickets. She did too many drugs, whatever. Like I, I had a weird reaction that I had to like ask myself about. Cause I like, when I, I thought he was just some random guy, I was like, well, the medic will come and he'll get to watch the concert and never see this girl again. And then I'm like, oh, so he props her against the bar and her eyes are rolling on the back of her head. And I'm like, do you need a medic? And he was like, absolutely. And so I put, give him a water. I'm like, here's a water. And she, you know, throws it back. And I was like, okay. So I, I, it was my time to shine. I was so nervous about that walkie talkie and not that I'm, I'm not like I overcame my fear. No, but I, I like, you know, you call and you're like Kim for manager at bar. And then you say your bar and you're like, I need a medic. And then there's this big wand, this big neon wand that you just have to wave above your bar. And when I tell you it took like nine medics to get this bitch in a wheelchair because she would not like because first they were trying to like carry her. I was on the second floor. They were trying to carry her down the stairs. And we were like, I think. And I asked my manager, I'm like, this was a medic situation. Right. And she goes, a hundred percent. Like, like absolutely good. You did this because like sometimes I don't know. Sometimes people are just drunk or high. You know what I mean? There's like a weird part in the night when at, at these festivals because as a bartender, you have to, you like for safety purposes, you can't overserve people. I mean, there have been times where I'm like, why did they serve me that? I was so drunk. And, and I know that that's a hard thing for some bar. And I've been in that position where it's someone, you know, and you're like, you are too drunk and I cannot serve you anymore. And they're drunk. So they're mad and they're really mad at you, but you're just like, yeah, safety wise, I can't give you any more shots, you know? And 
and so doing that as a bartender, it, it so that but as a festival bartender, there is a certain point in the night where you're like, are they weird? Are they too drunk? Or are they just on drugs? Like, are if they're too drunk? I won't serve them. But sometimes they're just on drugs and they're weird. And then sometimes they're just weird, right? Like, I play that game a lot as a bartender, even before the festivals. You're like, are you drunk or just weird? Because sometimes you're like, oh, that guy's just weird. He's not. Um, but so they're trying to carry her down the stairs, and then they they finally went and got a wheelchair, and it was like it took like nine medics to get this bitch in a wheelchair i and later one of them one of them passed by me and i asked how she was so good story they got her they got her hydrated they got her calmed down and they she's safe and fine um but then so then this guy comes up separate story it was a very this was like friday or saturday i can't remember this is this last weekend maybe it was friday or saturday thursday i don't know what day of the week it is ever anymore um, but, uh, and I said that last week and I probably will just keep saying it, but it was a weirdly eventful night. So this guy comes up and he's really nice and he's like, I mean, just so excited. Uh, it was never again, Fred, Fred again, Fred again. Um, and so people were stoked. Right. And he was so excited. He was dancing and I, I, it sucked cause he, he did this thing and it sucked cause he, he ordered a lot and he tipped 25% every single time. So like, he was like ordering like a hundred and something dollars worth of drinks every time and tipping me 25%. And he was really cool and really nice. Um, having boundaries is so weird. I've had some weird boundary stuff come up recently and I've had so much, and my friends call me like the queen of boundaries cause I'm really good at them. I'm really good at like saying what I mean, meaning what I say and not saying it mean. Um, and like I said, years ago when I worked at the bar and I was called Regina George, I look back on a lot of that behavior. And yes, a lot of that behavior, I was a mean girl. I was really insecure. I was, you know, deeply hurt. And I was, you know, blah, 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 the psychology of a mean girl. But there were some things that it was just like, no, I just said no to stuff. I just had boundaries. I just like, and then I was labeled an asshole um, or bossy when it's like, no, I just am assertive or I'm, you know, whatever. There's a, it's a whole thing. I did a whole episode last week. Um, but, uh, what was I saying? Yeah, he was really nice. There's a, came up, was tipping really well. I can't remember what, why I brought up the mean girl thing. It'll come back to me. It doesn't matter. Uh, I did take my Adderall today and it has been working. Um, so, uh, um, oh yeah. So he's been tipping really well. Oh yeah. So boundaries. Yeah. I've really, that's why I brought it up. Uh, boundaries. I've had a lot of things lately where I've had to set boundaries and I'll talk about it later after I tell this story, but this dude comes up. First, uh, he, he came up with another girl at one point or a girl at one point and and then they left and then the girl came back and apologized for him. And I was like, oh, there's no need to apologize. And she goes, well, I know he's kind of a lot. And I'm like, God, get a new friend. If any of my friends ever go to a bar and I'm excited and they apologize to the bartender for me being excited, like that's so shitty. I was like, oh, he was great. And she's like, well, he's kind of like a lot. And I was like, no, I was like, honestly, he's really nice and he's tipping me. So I don't care. And he's not like, uh, he's not out of control. He's just nice. He's just excited. And she was like, oh, okay, good. And I don't know if that was his girlfriend. I have no idea. But then he came up later and his nose is just bleeding. And I have bar napkins on my bar, you know, like bars have the napkins and he grabs them and he's like, and it's also like, go to the bathroom, dude. What are you doing? I know you don't want to miss the show, but, and he keeps explaining to me that he's not doing cocaine. And I was like, truly, I don't care if you are. Um, I was like, I mean, I wouldn't, if I was you, cause there's like a big fentanyl thing going around. I've lost some friends. A lot of my friends have lost some friends. Like I wouldn't be doing cocaine if I was you, but like, I don't care if you are. And, but in my head, I'm like, go to the fucking bathroom. And I didn't want to say that cause what that that's not that but then he left his bloody napkins on my bar and walked away and I was like are you motherfucking kidding me are you fucking kidding me and he comes back and I go hey and I knew his name at this point because he'd been coming to my bar all night and I was like hey don't do that you need to pick up after yourself like I understand your nose is bleeding and I know that sucks but I am not going to touch your bloody Kleenexes and he was like he looked at like, it's so funny when you say boundaries, some people are like, oh my God, calm down. He didn't say that, but he was just like, like profusely apologize. And I was like, dude, there's no need to apologize. Just don't do it again. Just like, I appreciate your apology. Just don't do it again. Don't leave your, I don't, you, you see, you're like 40. Why, why is this a conversation we have to be having? And then he did it again. And then he came back and I was like, dude, you did it again. Please don't leave your bloody 
napkins on my bar. And I was like, I would go to the bathroom if I was you. I'd clean up and go to the bathroom. And I didn't see him for the rest of the night. And I was really bummed because I was like, I bet he was embarrassed and he didn't come back because I set a boundary of not picking up his bloody. I mean, I was bummed only because he was tipping me really well. But then I realized it was because he was drunk or maybe on drugs because then he came up to me at the very end of the night and was like, hi, I'd like to close out my tab. We don't open tabs at festivals at all. It, no one, no one does ever. And I was like, oh, you don't have a tab. And he goes, yeah, I have a tab. And I was like, we don't open tabs, so you don't have a tab. And then he looked at his wallet. He's like, oh, and then he spun away. And I was like, oh, maybe he was just on drugs, um, coke and drinking, whatever. But don't do that. Don't. But the boundary thing, I mean, I'll... We're going to sidebar and then we'll go back to the other part of the eventful night. The boundary thing, some wild thing. So I, I love my neighbor. You know, I know that. Uh, I talk about my neighbors all the time. I love them, right? Also, I finally met my new neighbor. Um, my window's open, so I'm kind of whispering. Uh, I should always shut my windows before I do these because I, I talk a lot to myself and loudly. Um, well, I'm recording a podcast, so obviously I'm talking a lot. But uh, I finally met my new neighbor and he is an adorable little old man. Um, who is a talker and that's kind of a nightmare when it comes to a neighbor because anytime I, I was like standing out, I was just doing laundry, but I was trying to get some stuff done and I like met him and he was really, really sweet. And then I stood there with my laundry for like 15 minutes while he explained his life story. And then finally I was like, and then I, it's so uncomfortable with people like this. Cause then when you're like, okay, well I have to get going. Then they're like, oh my God. And they feel so guilty. And I've been that person who has the inner demons that are like, you're the worst. You've just been keeping this person. And I'm like, it's fine. I would have told you earlier if I had to go, you're fine. And he was like, oh my God, but he's really nice, but he is really chatty. So I am, I, I've just had those neighbors that every time you go outside you and you run into them, you're just like, okay, I got to go. Like, I'm just trying to water my plants and go back inside. Um, but maybe I am jumping to conclusions and I will not judge this man by old neighbors I've had, but my, one of my neighbors that I love, I love, and, um, I had to set a weird boundary and I don't think I was in the wrong here. Um, we are really close and I was in my kitchen cooking and I, one, I live alone and two, I have PTSD. So I don't like it when people sneak up on me. I don't, I, I, I will jump no matter what, even if she knocked on my door, I probably would have jumped. But she like stood in my window and knocked on my window and I like jumped and I was like, please don't do that. Please don't do that. Don't look in my windows and knock on the windows. Never do that. And, and she was just like, oh, I was just trying to. And I was like, I hate it when people do that when you set a boundary and they're like, oh, I was just trying to. And it's like, no, just. And I've been I haven't I forgot about it until just now. This is the same thing that I said last week when I wrote down a bunch of stuff. I'm like, I won't think about this ever again. The only reason why I think about this is because I write it down and I want to ask, like, I don't think that that's an unreasonable like I would never, ever knock on someone's window. And I was just like, please don't do that. Like I, I, I and and it and I felt like I had to, like, explain why that's not OK, because she was so like, OK, and we're fine and we're whatever. And she, and I was just like, yeah, it really scared me. Like I live alone and it's just like, I, I'm like, and a lot of times it's not a friendly face that is knocking on a window. Most of the time it's not. So like if we can, and, and then another friend gave out my phone number and, and I, and it was such an odd, don't do that. And it's a dear friend of mine. And I got a message from this guy and it was like for something that wasn't, he wasn't hitting on me. It was something, but it was something like kind of inappropriate that I'm not going to like call out. But like I text her and she's like, oh yeah, I forgot I did that. And I was like, don't do that. Never give out my phone number. And, and she was like, oh, I meant to ask you. And I was like, then you should have done that before you did that. And it's, it's so funny because like, I feel like my, you know, my, I've talked about my ACA program is falling off a lot in the last several months. And I, I think one of the big things I learned from there, that is boundaries. And I've been having to set boundaries lately and it's just been really uncomfortable. And I know that's because I haven't really been to any meetings and they help me setting boundaries with ease. Like I, these wouldn't be like catastrophic guilt trips in my own brain. Like nobody's guilt tripping me when I say no, but in my brain, I have like this, like, catastrophic guilt trip that like I shouldn't have told this person not to give out my phone number which is a completely reasonable thing to expect from people who have your phone number I would never give out like I I used to ha I have the um the the phone number of a bar I used to work at the bosses I had I've had their phone numbers for years and people would always ask for the numbers like oh well I could just call him can I get his number 
And I, and I would, and I like even like, just no, no, I would go, well, I'll just, I'll, if you want, I can either give him your phone number or I'm going to need to ask him first. Like, I just, I thought that it was, but I felt so, and especially this is a person that I'm so close to. And it was so odd. I was like, yeah, please don't. And, and, and the circumstance that you were giving out my phone number, I would have probably said, no, thank you. Or I would have said he can send me an email. Like I, it, so these boundaries and then the bloody nose guy and he was like, oh my God. And I'm like, and that's a nor, that's a very, I think, I feel like all three of these, I mean, the bloody nose is disgusting, but I feel like all three of these are like normal things that you can just be like, Hey, no, don't do that. But I felt like this weird guilt, not the bloody nose thing. I was just bummed that he didn't come back because he was tipping me really well. But those are the boundaries. I digress. Uh, and then, so this other dude, this dude who is very good looking, and I ended up accidentally hugging him at the end of the night. And as soon as I did it, I was like, what am I doing? Why am I hugging this guy? And I could tell he was like, why the fuck is she hugging me? No idea. I don't know. But he was coming to my bar at all, all night, right? And he was very good looking. I have no idea how old people are because I know I don't really look my age, but I don't think most people really look. I have no idea. Like, I, everybody, you're either 12 25 to 45 70 like there's no like I just don't I don't know right like I think uh and maybe that's dumb but here we are um so I don't know how old this guy was but he uh he had overalls on and he had the like the 90s one unhooked is that coming back I know overalls are kind of coming back but are, is the one unhooked remember we did both unhooked and then we did them hooked but undone and then we did one unhooked is that coming back I feel like we should let that lay, but I are lie, lie, lay to rest. I don't know. I mean, but also I don't, if it makes people happy, wear whatever the fuck you want to wear. Who cares? The world's ending. Um, but he was very good looking, right? And he was also tipping really well. And it turns out that him and Bloody Nose Guy were really good friends because when I was walking to my car later, they were standing together talking, waiting for a lift. And they were like pals. You could tell they weren't just like, you know. So I was like, oh, well. It's so funny because like the the longer I bartend, like when you bartend, people who tip spend time with people who tip, people who don't tip. So if you get a group of people coming in in a line and they're all together and they're all, of course, separate because no non-tippers are also really, uh, for the most part, are people who are uh, like, we don't Venmo, we don't whatever. So they'll buy one drink at a time. And the first person doesn't tip you 99% chance that the rest of their friend group doesn't tip. Cause that's just, it's so weird. It's like birds of a feather, man. And so these two tipped really well all night. But so every time this, this guy, the first few times he came up, like no one was there, but then the next like five times this dude came up and he, by the way, he had so many drinks and he seemed normal and fine and not drugged out, just very calm and normal and cool. But the last like five times he came up, every time he came up, this crazy hot girl would come up. She was like, she was like hot Australian broad, like so hot. And she would like come running up, like see him and come running up and then would like order a drink. And then she'd be like, hi. And then they'd talk for a little bit and then they'd walk away. And I'm like, she wants you to hit on her. She's trying to talk to you. And she just happens to be here only when you're here. And she runs up like, come on, man. And so at the end of the night, he comes up to me and he, you know, he's like, bye. Thank you so much. I was like, yeah, thank you. I was like, did you, I, well, this is when I hugged him. I didn't mean to, I was going to ask him if he got that girl's number. So I, he, I was like, did you, I was like, I want to ask you. And he's like, oh, what? And then I stepped out behind the bar and then he put his arm out to like, put his arm out to like, be like, come here and listen. Instead, I just went in for a hug. Why did I do that? So then we stood there and hugged and I was like, why am I hugging this guy? I have no idea why. Um, but then I pull away and I was like, there's a girl and he was kind of looking at me like, why are you hugging me? And I was like, I don't know. Sometimes I'm really awkward. A lot of times I'm really awkward. But I was like, did the girl, did you get that girl's number? And he was like, so fucking oblivious. He's like, what girl? And I was like, the girl who, who's come up here every, every time we got a drink, she came up here and you guys started talking and walked away together. I was like, do you know her? And he's like, no. And I was like, dude, every time you're here, she'd come running up and talk to you. But, she, but when she ran up, she would run and then act like she was just casually walking up. It was kind of bold. And he goes, what? And I was like, yeah, she's crazy hot. I figured you would get her number. And he goes, why didn't you point it out? I'm like, because you two were only there together. Like every time you were here, she was there. I didn't want to be like, yo, I think that I think she likes you. Do you like him? You seem like you like him. It's like, I feel like that would be embarrassing for everybody. And I just figured, I don't know, you would pick it up. You'd pick up what like like 
it's not whatever it was it was but then i and then he was like all right well have a good night and i was like sorry i hugged you i don't know why i did that and then another thing happened this was really this was uh it was just an eventful night and i you know so this happens a lot at these festivals and people even though i have not had a drop to drink i have not done any drugs they swear up and down that you were wrong and they are right. And so this woman comes up to me and I'm alone at this bar. I, I'm the only person at this bar. I'm the only one that's been there all night. The only person who's coming in and out is either a manager or a bar back, but they're never there unless I'm there. One time the bar back let me go to the bathroom, but he said nothing happened while I was gone, right? So this woman comes up, she's very pretty. You know, she comes up and she goes, hi, uh, so where's my drink? And I was like, what, what drink? And she goes, the drink I asked you to watch. And I was like, oh, and I wasn't like, that wasn't me. I was just like, oh, that wasn't me. It might've been one of the other bars. And she goes, no, it was, it was this bar. And I was like, no, that wasn't me. And she goes, well, it wasn't you, but it was this bar. And I was like, well, I'm the only one here. And she got kind of like aggressive and kind of mad. And I was like, I've been the only bartender at this bar all night. So, it, and, and I was like, there's another bar that mirrors this bar across the way. That's another woman. And that's the sty girl I talked about last week. I love this bitch. Um, I was like, it might've been her. And she's like, no, it wasn't you, but it was definitely this bar. I definitely, where is my drink? And I was like, I was like, I really don't know what to tell you. Cause it wasn't, there was no, like it wasn't this bar and it wasn't me. And she's like, well, what am I supposed to do? I'm like, honestly, if I was you, I'd go across the way to the other bar that it likely was and ask her. And she goes, well, I'm not going to do that because it's not that bar. And I was like, and I just went, well, I don't, at, at some point when drunk people argue with you, you just go, I don't know what to tell you. And then you just turn and look the other direction. Like this conversation is over. I'm not going to do this back and forth thing. Like I don't have your drink. I didn't, I didn't, you know, whatever. And I was just like, I don't know what to tell you. I didn't watch your drink and you didn't leave your drink here. And she like huffed and walked away. And I was like, good luck to you lady. And then like three, she redeems herself. She comes back like two hours later and she's like, hi. And I was like, hi, did you find your drink? And she goes, yeah, it was the other bar. And I was like, yeah. And she goes, I am so sorry. I'm like, that's all right. And I'm like, you'd be surprised how many people like swear up and down a certain place when I'm like, it, it happens more than you'd think. And she's like, I'm, I, she's like, can I buy a water from you? I'm like, of course. So she buys a water and she tips me $35. She's like, Hand, she tips me 15 on the card and then hands me a 20 and she's like again I'm so sorry and I was like I, I handed her back the 20 I was like you don't have to do that I was like it, it happens you made a mistake it's fine and she goes please take the 20 and I was like you don't have to do that and then she put the 20 in my tip jar and she's like you're taking the 20 and I was like okay thank you so much and then she walked away it was an eventful night I like this new place a lot I like it a lot they they seem to treat everybody it's really fair the other place I work, it's not that it's not, yeah, that it's just kind of a wild card. Like this, this new place, it's like there are better bars, obviously, like there are better bars because uh, it's multiple bars in one venue and there are better bars than other bars. You know, there's busier ones, but it's very clear in the interview. You are going to be new. So you are going to be working at the slowest bar until there is room for you to move up but you will and and the slowest bar you do nothing and you make like three or four hundred dollars it's wild so it's like super easy like the first night i was like oh, i'm not gonna make any money here and then i checked my sales and i was like oh i'm making money it's just not you don't put up with a lot of bullshit it's just really it's a really great non-toxic environment it's been a long time since i've worked at a restaurant bar venue that is like not that is just straightforward and awesome women um yeah, these women are rad. Uh, but yeah, it's like, it's it's uh, it's very like hierarchy. Like if you've been here, like there's three guys that have been there forever. They're super nice, super cool. And they're always at the best bars. They make like $900 a night, right? Like they, like it's, and then, but then the other job I work that's festival, I'm usually at the better bars. I've been there a long time. I have high sales, but there is a lot of like, politics and clickiness and sometimes I'm removed from a better bar because someone's brother started working there and they'd prefer the brother to have it's it's very political it's very politicky and very clicky and it's just it's hard to not walk in and not get involved in it like because a lot of times you'll walk into a thing and immediately people are like what bar are you at well that's bullshit because I'm at this shitty bar one girl's crying one girl's yelling yeah one guy's yelling like the whole thing and this place is just very like straightforward 
I've been, my first night I worked at a really busy bar. She didn't think it was going to be busy. That's why she put the new people there. But I was able to show her that like, I'm a bartender and I'm great under, she's like, you smiled all night. You knew all the rules. You had really high sales. She's like, I'm really impressed. And I'm like, oh, good. Um, but I love it. I love it. This is just the first night that anything like exciting happened, but it was like exciting. They weren't anything that like, I was like frazzled over. Um, so I had a thing happen a couple of weeks ago and I want to tell a joke about it, but I don't think it can ever be like concise enough to explain. So you know how you're a human. Oh yeah. I had to kick out a creepy British guy from my bar. That was another thing that happened. He was so creepy and he was like hugging everybody. Not like I hugged the guy in the overalls, which admittedly was super creepy and weird. And I don't know why I did that. And I'm glad I did it at the end of the night because maybe he wouldn't have come back had that happened. But I mean, he was like all over people and he kept coming back to my, my me and like trying to like talk to me and trying to like get over that. And I was like, finally, I was like, dude, I'm not serving you anymore. You have to go away. And he was like, well, I was like, I can't serve you anymore. You got to go. You got to get out of here. Um, but then he just left very politely. It was like, fair enough. And left, which leads me to believe that he was probably too drunk and I made the right decision. So I, okay. So this thing happens. We're all, we've all been there. I imagine most people that you've drunk dialed someone that you want to sleep with, someone you like, an ex or whatever. We've all drunk dialed someone that the next morning we see and we're like, oof, whoops. So this dude, I mean, there's no other, I mean, we're, we're older. We're, we've been friends for a long time. Um, but we're like bar friends. Like we do have each other's numbers. We've known each other for about a, you know 15 years, but we've never been like call each other on the phone and like go out. Like anytime we hang out, it's usually like we end up at the same place. You know what I mean? Like we're not like pals, but we're not like if you asked, we, I would be like, yeah, that guy's my friend. You know what I mean? But we're definitely not people who would call for the reasoning he's saying is called. So, okay. So a couple of weeks ago, he also saw me in a bathing suit like a month and a half ago. And I apparently he's never noticed I have a female figure and was like, oh, my God, I didn't know how hot you were. Blah, blah, blah. It was really it was it was a, a kind of I was like, cool. Um, he was trying to be grabby, but he wasn't. He was just it was just a little much. But so I think this has something to do with that because he's never drunk dialed me. He's never there's never been any attraction whatsoever. We've all just been like, oh, cheers. Hey, what's up? Good to see you. You know what I mean? So a couple weeks ago, he messages me on Facebook and he's like, hey, what's up? And it's like, I don't know, it's like 9 p.m. And I don't really respond to my my DMs very often. Um, they're kind of out of hand. And sometimes you'll see someone has messaged you like 52 times and then you'll look and it's just because they've hearted every one of your stories. I don't know. We've already been over this. My DMs stress me out. And if you have my phone number, use the phone number. If you don't, I will get back to you when I can. You know what I mean? I feel like those are the boundaries again that I'm not, I'm getting back to not apologizing for my boundaries. So I just, I saw it and I just didn't respond because I was like, I don't know what this is about, but it's, you know, 10 o'clock on like a Wednesday. I have no interest. Maybe it was a Friday. I don't know what day of the week it is. I never know what day of the week it is. Um, and so he's like, uh, and then he texts me and it was like an hour later. So like 10 o'clock at night, he texts me and he's like, uh, Hey, why aren't you responding to me? And I didn't respond because it was 10 o'clock at night and I was about to go to bed and I was like, whatever he's. At, like I'm sure he's just out drunk at a bar right like that's what I, my, I was just like oh he's probably just drunk at a bar and so I went to bed and then I woke up in the morning to three missed calls at one like midnight one and two a.m. and I don't do that anymore you know like I don't I don't I don't like if someone calls me in the middle of the night in my world, that's an emergency, you know, like that's like a, Oh no, something happened. And I knew that that's not what it was, but I was like, I will treat it as such. So I texted him back and said, Hey, I saw you called me a bunch in the middle of the night. Is everything okay? And you and I both know, you and I both know what that was. Are you and I, you, all of you and I all know. And I know you're like, what I'm about to tell you, his reasoning for texting me is fucking brilliant. And I wish I used it in my 20s when I was drunk dialing everybody that, that I could. You know, I wish I would used it because there was nothing I could say. But you and I both know, because when I tell you what his reasoning was, there, there are 7,000 other people I would have texted be before him. And I know vice versa, because we've always had that kind of like we're friends, but we're not like. We're like not, we're friends, but we're not like friends, friends. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if that makes any sense, but he says, 
oh yeah do you have triple a and i was like is this fool really acting and i do but i i was like i don't want i don't i'm not gonna i do but we're not pals like that and i was like no i don't i hope everything's okay it's like yeah don't worry about it darling i'll figure it out and i'm like because there's nothing I could say. I couldn't be like, wait, you weren't drug dialing me trying to have sex with me? Because uh, like all I could say, but tell me, tell me, am I wrong? I'm not wrong, right? I've asked, I've pulled a bunch of people and everyone's like, yeah, that is a pretty brilliant like save. Because like I, uh, the accountant boyfriend that I was talking about last week, I, when we were off again and we were trying to get back on again, one night I called him. So uh, we were like together and I was like, oh, I'm really sorry about the other night. I was drunk and I just, I just called you. Like, I'm sorry. I called you like 14 times. And he goes, you called me 14 times. He's like, I blocked you after two. And I was like, oh, then I called you two times. Um, which again, blocked me after two would equal why it's good. That guy is no longer my boyfriend. Um, but tell, like, I don't know, admit, maybe I sound cocky that I'm like, oh, he was just drunk dialing one to bang. Because uh, that makes more sense in terms of who we are and our and each other's, like, I, I don't know, it was, it was, honestly, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was brilliant. And I, I was like, well, if I ever find myself in a position where I drunk dial someone late at night and the next day they go, what's going on? I will go, do you have triple A? <laughs> Um, I also, I, I, uh, I realized recently I don't get super drunk anymore. Like, you know, football Sundays I get drunk, but I don't get like drunk, drunk. The last time I got like real drunk, uh, was, uh, in May. I think I told you guys about this in May. I went, I was on, my friend had a boat birthday party and it was just like, it was, I wasn't sleeping like I had come off of like three two day travel day or like two like non sleep three non sleep travel days where I barely slept didn't have a lot of time to eat it was a whole like I was exhausted when I went on this boat I hadn't eaten anything and I had like a normal amount of booze and I got fucked up right I mean fucked up like in hindsight, it's a little funny how drunk I got on this like casual boat party, like kind of embarrassing. But I was starting to think about this. I do this thing. I might have been, I, I, I've been smoking a little marijuana here and there to see if it helps with anxiety. Uh, it doesn't, but it does make me laugh pretty hard and I think about things and then I write them down. Um, and then I come here and present them to you. Uh, so I realized so that boat party, there were two people there that I did not want to be friends with any longer. One girl may be the worst person I've ever met in my life. I talked about her a bunch early in the year. I, she's not worth telling the story again. She's just probably the worst person I've ever met in my entire life. Um, she was, she came up like she followed my, my buddy drove us um, there and back. I didn't drive. Don't worry. Um, I'm very good about that. That's, that's, that's one. You could just kill someone. You could just kill a person and that's that. You know what I mean? Like every, like so many lives are ruined. I don't know. I just don't, I, and I know that I don't need to like be a poster child for don't drink and drive. But so my, my buddy said, so she, this girl that I think is the worst person alive who apparently thought I was the bee's knees was telling everybody how great I was. And I, meanwhile, I'm like, I think you might, I think you might be the devil. Like you're a horrible person. Um, uh, she made a comment how only attractive people get raped and how rough it is for her to be attractive. Cause that's why. And I was like, okay, that was like one of her small comments that she made. And then she did 42 other horrible person things in what, like a six hour period. And I was like, I think you might be the worst person I've ever met in my life. Um, like cat, like met, you know what I mean? Like there's obviously there's a lot of really bad, like there's, a, you know, you hear about, you see bad people, you know, in the news and TV and across the world, but like actually like had a conversation with and spent time with I'm like I think you are one of the worst people alive uh maybe not alive but whatever that's very dramatic but I I so my plan I'm like with her I was just like look I like sober Kim was like I don't need to like it's like breaking up with this woman who's barely a friend of mine like I, like we've hung out a few times would be more trouble than it's worth so it's just better to just disco stew out of that broad's life right just like not really respond minimal respond and then she'll go away and I know that that might not be always the best solution and it's not if it's a really good friend of yours and you need to set some boundaries do that but if it's like some broad that you're like I don't 
care to teach you a lesson. I just want you over there, way far away from me. And so I was in the midst of that. But when I was high the other night, I realized that when I am drunk, I am my own personal vigilante of getting rid of toxic people. Like just... And I also make way too many plans. If I if we hang out and I'm drunk and you're like, want to do this thing in a few days? I And I say yes, chances are in a few days I'm not going to want it. So I'm working on that part. But um, And I make way too many friends, which is a great person to be when you're drunk, right? I'm a happy, friendly drunk. Um, but I'm like my own personal vigilante of getting rid of toxic people. So this bitch follows my buddy and, my buddy and I outside to say goodbye. And I turn around and I look at her. I don't know if I ever told you guys this story because I think when it happened, I was like kind of embarrassed that I would behave that way. But then I worked it out and I was like, well, you don't really do it that often. And you're kind of your own. I like to call it if you watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel, Wesley was a watcher in Buffy and then he went over to be on Angel. And then he was like probably one of the most transformative character arcs on the entire show. Um, he called himself the rogue demon hunter. And I have now like high uh, a little while ago, I decided that drunk Kim is my rogue demon hunter. And I thought that was really funny. And now that I'm saying it out loud, it's super nerdy, but whatever. So she follows us out. Like just to walk us out, right? Because she thinks I'm awesome, and and I, I I I thought she was awesome the first time I met her, and then I got to know her more and more and more, and I was like, oh, you're awful. Uh, like only invited a dude out. We were like, oh, she was like, I'm inviting this guy out, and I was like, oh, didn't you just get done telling me that you think he's a terrible, like he's a bad person, and you kind of hate him? She goes, yeah, but he has a lot of money, so he'll pay for our drinks. And my friend and I were like, we don't want that. And then the guy showed up and he was just like a nice guy. And she like, it was, it was, it was awful. It, I'm so embarrassed. It ended up, she was so rude to the bartender. I had to like message, like I've apologized to the bartender like three times. I've seen him a few times. We follow each other on Instagram and I've been like, I'm so embarrassed by that night, by how she behaved. Like she belittled him a few times. It was so embarrassing. So what I tell you, what I said to her just now, know that my rogue demon hunter drunk side, I love it. I think it's really funny. It's super nerdy. Um, did me a solid uh was like my own vigilante so she's like oh my god guys I just wanted to say bye and I just looked at her and I was like you are a terrible person and she goes what and I go did I stutter <laughs> you're a terrible person that's so bad I know but then like so my buddy was like I, I was, he's like, well, you weren't wrong. Cause he's like, oh my God, just get in the car. We got to go. Cause he was like, I was in a hurry. I needed to get home. And he's like, you weren't wrong. She isn't a good person, but he's like, I just didn't want to deal with the fallout. Cause her mouth was on the ground. Cause no one speaks to her this way. Right. Uh, everyone I know that knows her is not a big fan of hers, but everyone I know still hangs out with her. And I'm like, what? No, I want nothing to do with that person. But then she unfollowed and blocked me on everything. And I, and I was like, do I apologize? But again, it's like, I, it's the discernment with people, right? Like if it was someone that I, that I was like, I didn't mean that. I do wish I would have said it in a nicer way, or I do wish we, I wasn't an asshole. Cause I don't want to present in the world like a dick, but some people need to be, some people need someone to be a dick to them. And this woman, if anybody is this woman, um, but I was like, do I apologize? But I'm like, what would the apology be? I'm sorry I said that when I was drunk. I mean, I meant every word of it, but I just wish I didn't do it when I was drunk because my plan was just to slowly ghost you <laughs> or like quickly ghost you. I don't know. I am working. No, I'm not. Like, so I like, and then that same night, the casual boca party that I decided to drink this. I mean, I drank the same amount. I always drink, but I just didn't eat or sleep. Anyway, I, um, there was a guy who was super mean to me at a party the week Henry died. I mean, like, like kind of yelled at me. Like I, like I was telling us, you know, I was talking about my dead cat and he stood up and was like, I can't listen to your bullshit comedy stories anymore. Like in front of a bunch of people. And I was like, fuck that guy. Right. And, and like, he kind of apologized that night, but I guess I'd been, and he was there. And so then that one ended up working out because I yelled at him. He left. Um, and then I, you know, I reached out and I was like, look, I didn't need to yell at you like that. Like, cause I truly, I, I was just like, I think this is what happened and this is how I felt. And instead of harboring it, I should like, we aren't close friends. Like we're like barely acquaintances. So it felt weird reaching out to let you know that you hurt my feelings, but apparently we're going to see each other a bunch more. So I probably ought to get it off my chest. 
And this guy was, he was like, can you call me? I was like, oh God, I don't want to do that at all. No, but I did because he was really adamant about it. And it was, it was actually like a lovely experience. And that's the thing, like with this guy, I realized my side of the street was not clean because I like ambushed him. The other girl, I've been not talking to her for months and whatever. Um, and I, this guy actually seems like a nice dude. Um, and so he, and I was like, yeah, I guess I'll call you. I don't really want to, but okay. So, and I think he could tell, cause I was just like putting it off, putting it off, canceling, rescheduling. And finally he goes, it's only going to take five minutes. I know it's kind of weird. He's like, it's just like that, like kudos to this dude. I mean, this dude lives far away and he's very nice, but you know, again, we're like acquaintances, but I, I have like a respect for him. Um, he was like, just things get lost in translation and text. So I would really appreciate if you called me. And so I called him and I was just like, I, it's not an excuse, but I was really drunk and I was really hurt by how you acted after Henry died. And I know we're not really, you know, we're acquaintances and I just, I guess it just came out when I was that drunk and it was just uncalled for, for me to treat you that way. And he was honestly, cause I thought I was like a real asshole. He's like, you weren't at all. He's like, you just said, I really hurt your feelings. And I was upset. So I left and I was upset for hurting her feelings. And he's like, He's like, like two times a year, I just become a real dick for no reason. And you just got caught in that crossfire. And he's like, I am working on that. And he was just like, I just, is there anything else that you want to get off your chest? Cause I would rather just clear the air now. And I didn't have it. And he's like, you know, I just, and he was so kind. He's like, I just think you're a really smart, talented, lovely person that I just, I hate the thing that you think I'm, you know, that you had these feelings towards me and it was really rad. And so again, Drunk Kim sometimes is my own personal vigilante. I don't know if a lot of you will agree with that, but I wrote it down high and I thought it was funny and I thought I would share it with you. Um, and yeah, I, you know, I, in my 12 step group, one of the steps is when you are wrong, promptly admit it. Right. And I, I have read, I've heard it a bunch of different ways in literature and other fellows in, in my 12 step and different 12 step that if you run if you are to run into and because in the last couple episodes I've talked about some conflicts that I've had and like where I'm wondering when I should try and you know not solve them but like squash them get the bad energy out like the wine girl from last week um it's still written down once again I'm not thinking about it much I probably won't go back to that bar for another year and I'll totally forget about this moment until I walk in that's what's great about having ADHD you forget about a lot of stuff and then you're like oh right hey um but it's great because like you'll let it go very soon uh but like like a thing I've heard about, like, you know, when you're wrong, you promptly admit it. And, and one of the things about when you're making your list of people you need to make amends to, if I, how I, and I, and this is the one I relate most to and the, like keeping your side of the street clean. Like if I, if there's anywhere, anyone out in the world that I would run into and feel uncomfortable seeing, that means somewhere on my side is not clean. And that is when I reach out like the dude that I was like, I mean, he was a jerk, but he's not a jerk. You know what I mean? He's being a jerk, but he's not a jerk. And I behaved not like I like to present myself in the world. Right. And so like, I knew if I saw him again, I would be uncomfortable because my side of the street wasn't clean. Now the other woman who, again, I, I just don't want to waste any more breath on this person. Um, Plus I like, I'll start to tell the story. Like I cannot tell you, I think I told the story on one of the either Ugg fine or do you even lift up with Maggie? Um, cause I had this, like, I, I was like, is she going to listen to this? And she is listening to this. I stand by my actions. Um, but like that to me, like I'm not uncomfortable seeing that woman. I don't, I don't have that behavior in my life. I don't have that kind of person in my life who treats people like they're, like they're wallets, you know, who talk about survivors that way or like talk about it. Like he's ugly. And like, I don't have that. Like if someone, I used to have this friend who would call people ugly and, and she and I have since parted ways for many other reasons, but that always made me feel so uneasy because she would talk about people about their appearances. She would be like, ew, he's ugly. She's ugly. And I'm like, why do you, you don't talk? Like, first of all, everyone's, you know, 
beautiful to someone. And also beauty is subjective. Just because you get to be, you know, aesthetically pleasing for our culture doesn't mean you get to go around. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's such an, like, I'd rather talk about someone's insides than judge them for their outsides. And I know that sounds very like kumbaya, positive toxicity, but it's not. Like, I don't feel, I'm not. But, but like this woman, I don't feel like my side is unclean. Like I did nothing but try and show this woman kindness and she showed me who she was. And should I not, maybe I shouldn't have looked at her drunk and told her she was a horrible person. I'm not super proud of that, but that's, that's the amends to myself of being like, that's not who you want to be in the world. Cause again, confronting her would actually be meaner than it would be nice. Like, Hey, I'm sorry I acted that way. I mean, I fully believe everything I said 150%, but I shouldn't have said it that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, rogue demon hunter. Um, I, I, I love that. And you know, I've been, I've been lucky enough the last, I, I like the humans that have come into my life are incredible and the ones that are like that woman they don't tend to stay very long I don't allow them to stay very long whether if I'm like I'm gonna disco stew out or if I'm like I'm gonna be drunk and tell you how I feel um but I'm one lucky broad that like those people don't stay in my life for very long and um yeah it's I feel like there's seasons in your life and the where I'm at right now in the last like couple of months is just a huge learning time. You know, like there's times where you, you know, ebbs and flows. And then there's times where you're like, I guess like, uh, not profiting like money wise, but like profiting off of all the work you've done on yourself and you're like out in the world. And then there's times where you're like, Oh, I'm learning a lot of hard lessons right now. A lot of lessons are coming my way and I'm really trying to discern and I'm really trying to be kind to myself, be kind to others. And plus I told that woman she was a bad person back in May. Um, yeah. I don't know if I ever told you guys that. And then, and, uh, and then I also started thinking about like, the people that come and go in your life and the amazing people you meet and you cry and you like it's and the people that like years ago I we used to have the Bronco bar you know how I watch my Broncos with a big group of people at a bar in Hollywood um it used to be at a bar called Outpost um I just realized the other day that we have not won anything we've not gone to the playoffs since we moved bars but Outpost closed down some years back and one and I was still smoking and I and this is the year the Broncos went to the Super Bowl this season. The Broncos went to the Super Bowl. So I'm outside smoking and standing next to me is this, or I'm about, no, I, yeah, I'm, I'm smoking. And standing next to me is this super hot dude. And he's like, hey, do you have a lighter? And I was like, yeah. So I lit a cigarette and we started talking and he was really nice and really hot. And I was like, and you're a Bronco fan. And I was like, oh, I have such a crush. And he goes, hey, where are you sitting? My husband and I are inside watching we're huge bronco fans we're, and i'm like husband i'm like yeah i guess i'll meet your husband and these two we i mean they now they now live in pennsylvania um and i'm in a group chat with them and one of their mothers and, and we aren't doing it that much this year because we're just so bad uh we're not we're not uh scoring a lot of touchdowns but every time we score a touchdown we all write clink 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 in this little thing and it's and it's and i watched football with these two for the next couple of years and we became like they came to my comedy shows like when they moved away we went to lunch like they they became two of my favorite people I will meet in this life right we send each other Christmas cards they have two new dogs like we you know it's just it they bought my book like they just and it's so amazing how long and short this life is if we're lucky you know if we're lucky how long it is and the amazing people that just come and go you know these guys moved away and I know beyond a shadow of a doubt if I ever find myself in Pennsylvania or they ever find themselves back here we will see each other and it'll be as if no time has passed and it's just wild like I talk about you know how that terrible woman came into my life and fucked off pretty quickly but then so many amazing people have just popped in and these guys were only you know a big part of my life for only a few years and then they moved they bought this like insane house in um pittsburgh what's the oh philadelphia yeah in pittsburgh i'm like what's the other big one in pennsylvania uh philadelphia pennsylvania yeah right 
Oh my God. Why does Philadelphia not feel like it's in Pennsylvania? Mom is tired. Um, I'm going to have to Google that. And if it is, I will have to, no, it is. Okay. I don't know why I'm questioning that. I'm very tired. Uh, but yeah, they bought this beautiful house there and it's just like, it's just amazing. I just have thought about that a lot lately. The people come and go, but like mark your life, you know, and I've had people go that they left that it's like, you don't belong in my life anymore because you don't treat me very well or you don't treat others very well or a combination of both. Right. Or we, um, our, our views and our insides don't align. You know, there's another woman that I always say I lost to COVID, um, like, and then I try and joke and be like, she didn't die. She just didn't believe COVID was real. I always think about her. Like she and I just, uh, I don't know if she didn't believe it was real. She posts some banana stuff, man. She's, she's like a step away from touching QAnon for some of the stuff she posts. But like she and I, we were close and then we just no longer, our ideals and the way we felt about the world just no longer aligned. And yeah, a lot of her things that she says and does are dangerous and I don't, I full heartedly don't agree with, but like, I wish her well, you know, we just parted. It's just, it's so that stupid saying friends come and go for season for a reason or for a lifetime. And I feel like that is always said when people lose friendships, they're like, well, people come in your life for a reason or a season. And like, I, I don't, I don't, I just, I've, I've really been reminded and I get these little like bits of reminding reminders where I get to think about my, the Bronco husbands that I used to watch football with like little they're on my bulletin board. Like I have a little bulletin board in front of me with little keepsakes that I watch while I work and their, their, uh, their Christmas card is there and every year and it's an ornament and every year they send me a new one and then I put the new one on the tree and then when Christmas is over, I put the new one where the old one is and then I pack away the old one. Um, I just, I, I love that. I love that there are so many humans and so many, I mean, I just have little pockets of people in this world and not just in America, like in this world that like they came into my life, they, they touched it. They were amazing. You know, I talked about my Thailand BFFs. Like they were amazing. I love them. And I know when I find myself where they live or they find themselves where I am, it's going to be as if no time has passed. And that is my one lucky broad. I'm one lucky broad that I have had these glimmers of humans in my life throughout my life that have taught me something that have given me laughs and love and, and it, and it, it shines more than the woman that I had to like be the rogue demon hunter for when I had too much. I think I had rum that night. Don't drink rum, Kim Grawl. Rum is, rum is not, uh, unless you're in Thailand, rum in Thailand, very different. Don't know why. Um, but these glimmers of people, I'm, I'm one lucky broad for that. Um, I don't have a poop scoop this week, thankfully. I did not poop my pants again. My God. Like it like way too many times the last month that I'm like just not proud of, right? Um, just the two times. But I feel like two times in like a month and a half is kind of a lot of times to be pooping your pants. Um, but please send me your poop scoops. And again, there's a couple, there's a dude that I have a little crush on that was like, I'm listening to crawl space now. And I'm like, terrific. Hi. If there was ever a hope that you might have a crush on me, you probably don't have one on anymore. Um, my mom used to use that voice when she was being silly. Um, but please send me your poop scoops. I've been waiting patiently. A few of you have messaged me and been like, I have a poop scoop. I will send it to you soon. Send it to me. You don't even have to type it. You can just do a voice memo and I'll play it on here and you don't have to say your name. I don't know how to like disguise your voice though. So I won't be able to help you there if you want to be anonymous. So type it out if you definitely want to be anonymous. But you can also be anonymous with your voice. There's a lot of people. Uh, that's the episode, friends. Thank you. Thank you for, again, like I said last week, like thank you for allowing me to be human here and um, relating to my humanity, you know. Uh, there was a time not too long ago that I was not nice to myself if I wasn't perfect. I even have a post-it on my, on my desk because an old sponsor told me that I get a pass at not being perfect because I grew up in an environment that love was conditional and we'll love you, but you need to do these X, Y, and Z things. And even then, we, it's still conditional. So I love the further I get in life, the more I get to just be human, you know? Just fucking be nice to myself for being human. So please be nice to yourself too. 
you know, we're only human. Um, that's it. Thank you, friends. Uh, if you want to join Patreon, patreon.com slash Kim Crawl, there is a, um, um, what am I saying? Uh, there's two bonus episodes every week, every month. One with Jeff May, Ugg Fine. We have a podcast. Uh, this last month was our two year anniversary and it was, a, which is wild. It's wild that we've been doing it two years. Um, and it was a really good episode. We talked a lot about what's going on in the Middle East. We, we talked about sex for a little bit, which we've never talked about before. Um, it was a really good conversation. Uh, and we, we just talked about boundaries and what's going on in our lives. And then I have another one with Maggie Mayfield called, Do You Even Lift Up, Babe? And we mean, like, we want to lift you up. Um, and so we just talk about women in uh, business and, you know, what we go through as women in comedy and in business and guide, you know, with trauma and all of our you know, human, we're only human. But if you become a Patreon subscriber, you get access to those. And I, I fell off, but you get early access to crawl space. Sometimes I'm out of town the whole week and I have no voice. That's what happened last week. I just had no voice. Every chance I had to, to record, I couldn't stop coughing. And you know, again, I'm only human. Um, we're only human, baby. So, uh, join those. If you, if join Patreon, if you can, if you can't, I totally understand the world is on fire. I love that you're here anyway. Um, and I, I love you all. Uh, be kind, be nice to yourself, be safe. Talk to you soon. Bye. Crawl space, crawl space. I don't care, crawl.